Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of WWL Sports Talk. We live at Rouse's Market, 701 Barone Street in the CBD. Uh, program is brought to you by Evermore. Shop Rouse's Markets, the official supermarket market of the Saints for New Year and bowl game parties. And uh, my Bobby got the big bottle of Evermore water, natural artesian water, and you were just bringing it out. Man, that, that's in Covington. Yeah, yeah. If you look at Covington or Beta Springs, I'm just looking at the source, and it says artesian well from Covington, Louisiana. Uh, so, yeah, this is homegrown. And, um, hey, if you look at it, uh, it's a rare aquifer with alkaline uh, you know, water, look at natural electrolytes and minerals that, uh, you know, not only the taste, but the balance that it helps uh, for a better lifestyle. That is Evermore. So you even advertise the alkaline pH 8.8, 9.1. I don't know what that for, but I know it's probably good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll give you a little update on the Sugar Bowl, which is happening not far from where we do in the show. Alabama has spread the lead out. Now it's 28 to 10 over Kansas State. Bryce Young, 12 of 17, 248 yards, four touchdown passes, no interceptions. He hasn't turned the ball over. Now, Alabama hasn't really run the ball well, only 54 yards on 14 carries. But, man, Bryce Young, has, when it had to, he's carved them up. Four TD passes, almost 250 yards, and we're well, he, starting playing, the third quarter. He's playing like he just won the Heisman. No, he won the Heisman the year before. And he don't have I, to be here today. Yeah, no, but he has a Heisman performance. Where do you think he gets drafted? Mike, is he? Nah, I'd pick him first overall. First from the overall? Texans. Uh, okay. If I'm, te- if I'm the Houston Texans, man, I need always, a quarterback. I always liked him better than Stroud uh, from oh, Ohio State. Um, you know uh, how that's He's different. more accurate. He's more poised. He's the five-star general. Uh, and, you know, Archie and I had talked about this Um at Manning camp, and he was like, Mike, you don't have to look it up because you saw him. But if I say he's this generation's version of Fran Tarkenton, some people would have to go to Wikipedia because they, yeah. they don't understand who how, Fran was. How can you extend plays and the scrambling ability? And it's not so much at times. Yeah, you do run now and then, but it's extend plays to get guys open in the passing game because you can't cover forever. I don't care how good a defensive back you are, you cannot cover uh, forever. So I think that's a Bryce Young. And four different receivers. So spreading the well. I've caught touchdown passes. It's been Burton. It's been Brooks. Uh, Latulu, who's been tight end, and then also Bond. So, Boy, man, he has spread it out. Uh, again, 
one thing Kansas State, I think, said, hey, you know what? You're going to beat us. Beat us with Bryce Young. You're not going to run the football. Uh, Gibbs, uh, 10 carries, 52 yards. Pretty good uh, haul there. But they had but that wasn't the latter part of the first half. There wasn't exactly. anything at the beginning. I thought uh, Deuce Vaughn, uh, Mike, I want to say he had 100 yards in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, you think of Deuce Vaughn, that's the second coming of Darren Sproles. He looks for, a lot like Kansas State, about the and same height, 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so, Bob, he's rushed for 110 yards on 16 carries. That's and he had a, seven yards a pop. No, I'm t- he, he had, Mike, he had at one point uh, when I was watching the game before I came here, he was averaging 10 yards a carry. He had 100 yards, I'm telling you, in the first quarter. <laughs> he had, I want to say, the second longest run yep. in uh, Sugar Bowl history. But when you look at it uh, – it seems like uh, Alabama realized, man, we better come to play. They were down uh, 10 to 0. If you look at Kansas State, uh, they haven't been all that long. They played in a championship game where Alabama didn't. So it looks like Alabama's a little rusty at the beginning. But uh, you look at Chris uh, Kleiman, Kleeman, how you pronounce his name? Kleeman, the head coach of Kansas State. You know, he was 3 and 0 against top five teams. And his most recent win um, and you know where he was, was the championship here. game in the Big 12, North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's a winner. And they're playing aggressive. Mike, it was 14 to 10. They had a chance to take a lead they're, they're down there on, uh, on fourth down. Yeah, he had four shots at it right there. And, and, and the quarterback, uh, the, the play was he the was right open. play. But he, it was a bad throw. They could have took it, taken the lead. All of a sudden, it would have been 17-14. Uh, Alabama, uh, all of 50 seconds, they go 90-plus yards. And all of a sudden, it was 21-10. And now it's like 28-10. to 10. But you know what this also, uh, Mike, while you're talking about a milestone, uh, Nick Saban is seeking his 100th victory against a team ranked in the AP Top 25. Uh, Joe, pa, Joe Paterno is second with 86, and he ain't there no more. I'm, I'm interested to see. If Joe Paterno's at 86, who's like the third guy right now? You look at Saban, was 99 and 46 against ranked teams, but 77 of those victories coming at Alabama against those uh, top 25 teams. And Nick is 0-3 and three in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, well, Mike, if, if, if <laughs> now, you I, I think that changes today. I think Nick puts a W up on for Sugar Bowl, but 0-3. Uh, and three. Well, if you look at it, Mike. Listen, I, trivia I, question, well, not many people would have got well, that. Well, well, Alabama has not um, – I mean, they haven't been dominant in the Superdome. We all remember when they dominated LSU in the national championship. But Alabama is 8-4 and four in the Superdome and 6-4 and four in the Sugar Bowl. Yep. Now, I remember when they played Utah, the Utes. Remember Man, they got they, waxed? They got beat bad. Yeah, so look, Alabama, uh, they 6-4 and four in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I didn't realize this. Um, and, uh, and you look at it, 1-0 against Tulane, 1-0 against LSU in the BCS championship game. I guess they played uh, Tulane in the Dome, and so that's where they got a couple of their wins. Now, uh, K-State is 0-1 in the Superdome. Uh, in 1988, uh, Kansas State had a 20-16 loss to Tulane in 1988. We all know they lost. That was a big feather in Tulane's cap. Uh, what helped them get to the Cotton Bowl. They shut they, down Deuce Vaughn that day. Yes, they, they shut him down. And um, uh, Kansas State, I could say Louisiana has not been kind to the Wildcats, Mike. They're 0-4 all-time in Louisiana. They might end up being 0-5. Uh, when they leave after well, the, this I, I think it'll be 0-5 after the day. Uh, just the way Alabama's defense is playing, got off to a bit of a rough start, but they've settled down. And now they've just bottled up Deuce Vaughn ever since that first quarter, quarter well, and he a half. Well, I'm telling you, Mike, he had like yeah. 100 yards. I said, whoa, man, they come into play. But, uh, you know, this could be the last 
we're going to see really uh, when they design this Big 12, or uh, yeah, Big 12 versus the, I want to say Big 8, but Big 12 versus the SEC, uh, what they saw in the, in the Sugar Bowl. Well, this is the last time it's going to happen because now they're all uh, part of the ex extended playoffs. Yep. You look at uh, now Conference Pride, you look at the SEC versus the Big 12 in, in the Sugar Bowl. The Big 12, I didn't realize this, holds a 3-2 to two advantage over the SEC. We all know last year Baylor went, uh, beat Ole Miss 21-7 to seven in last year's game. And in all Sugar Bowl uh, games between the SEC and the Big 12, the Big 12 also leads 10-6. to six. So you, uh, I wouldn't guess that. I would guess, like, ah, the SEC probably got the better of the Big 12, and they haven't. Mike, overall, like I said, 10-6. to six. And, uh, you know, looking at uh, when you're talking about uh, you know, under the college uh, football playoff umbrella, that's all going to change. But when they align, that for sure you're going to have a Big 12 and SEC uh, uh, matchup that uh, the Big 12 still had the league. So uh, I think Saban's going to come out on top and get that 100 win against that top 25 team today. You know, we're talking about it Thursday about the intrigue games, and one of them to me was Clemson, Tennessee. Joe Milton, you saw the best of Joe because he, he's wildly erratic. Uh, but, man, last night, and no one ever will question Joe's arm strength. Man, he, he got a howitzer. He can throw it. Now, sometimes it don't go in the right place. Uh, but, man, last night, big victory for Tennessee, beating Clemson. And they had that young quarterback, and he was scrambling for his life. Uh, you can't go backwards either. So, so Continually Mike, go who, backwards. Who's the quarterback they had? He's been up and down, more down. I think he transferred to Oregon. Oh, yep. I'm trying to think of his name now. I can see his name. Um, you know, no, he went to Oregon State. Oregon PJ. State, not Oregon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, I was saying, I knew this one. It's Oregon State. He went to Oregon State. And Man. so he transferred. They got the young freshman in, and he's had his moments. But last night wasn't one of them. Man, Tennessee was on him. Man, big time. And uh, Joe Milton from Pahokee, Florida. From yep. the same hometown Ricky as Ricky Jack Jackson. Yep, yep. Uh, P-Rob is, is from that area, too. But, uh, man, he, he put a, quite a show in well, on last uh, night. Well, Pahokee, Florida is kind of like uh, the Bayou region. Yeah. You know, uh, all, all those scouts, like, they know uh, that they have players there. And it's, and it's like probably two handfuls. You know, they, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, they're going to stay home and go, like, to uh, Florida, you know, he Atlantic, originally or FIU. went to Michigan. Yeah, they, they go all over. He they, they, originally went to Michigan, and I know one of the coaches that were on that staff at one time, and he told me, man, Joe drove Jim Harbaugh up the wall because he would make, man, one or two really great throws. And the next two or three, he was sailing them. He said that drove Harbaugh up the wall. But, man, you got to give Josh Heupel a lot of credit. You lose your star quarterback. Your top receiver doesn't play in this game. One of their best uh, linebackers doesn't play. And they waxed Clemson. It wasn't no little uh, victory. Man, they put it to him, and Hendon Hooker to be there, to be with his guys, go to show what type of uh, leader he is out on that football field. So, Mike, why are you talking about Hooker? And now, uh, boy, it's a shame that he hurt his knee. But now, you know, the way you can rehab in modern-day surgery. I think he's a late first-round pick. So you think even, even uh, the I think knee, even with the knee injury. Now, do you think he's ready to roll, though, come next training camp see, in I August? Ain't a I'm not a doctor. No, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not a doctor. That would be the only thing that would be setting him back. That would uh, be you it know, because – Great leader. Uh, man, I showed you that picture we took at Manning Camp. The mitts that that guy, man, he's got a set of hands on him that he, when he'd grab a football, he could almost touch like thumb to index finger. I mean, that, that's, 
he got a set of mitts on him. He really threw the football well, but he told me a story about how disappointing things were for him at Virginia Tech. It didn't work out. He goes to Tennessee, and they had given the job to Joe Milton. And I knew I had to beat him out. And he beat him out. And no, he, no, he didn't. Not off the bat. Joe started the first oh, yeah, two games, right, right. and then Josh said, ha, I've seen enough. Uh, Hendon get in there, and, and he changed the course of Tennessee football. Really has. Now, Mike, what is your take uh, looking at, um, boy, it's going to be at 3 p.m., uh, the Fiesta Bowl of Michigan and TCU. You look at uh, the Wolverines are seven-and-a-half uh, point favored. Uh, we're kind of intrigued with this game because – uh, you look at Michigan and, uh, you know, how they've turned it around the last couple of seasons with Jim Harbaugh. And then you got TCU number three at 12 and one playing, you know, in the Fiesta Bowl. I'm looking at that. You looking are you looking for what type of game? Because I'm looking at uh, now this is crazy. The Horned Frogs became just the second team in the nine year history of the playoffs, how it's structured until we do the expanded playoff. To make the Final Four after starting the season unranked, just the second team. You know who was the first team? Michigan last year. Yep. So think about it. You don't normally see that. You, you would think they'd be at least ranked in the teens or something and then, uh, you know, have a great show and a great comeback. But now it's back-to-back seasons. Michigan last year was unranked uh, before the season started, and then they're in the, in the postseason in the, in the Final Four, and then you look at the Horned Frogs and TCU – just the second team, like I said, in nine years uh, to make the playoffs. And uh, how do you see this one coming out? Do you, do you, how does TCU have a chance? They, they, they win the turnover battle or? Bob, you know, uh, I know the head coach from TCU. He was at Louisiana Tech. We got to know one another pretty well there. Sonny Dykes, Yeah, right? and Sonny, you know, and I pull for Sonny. But he, I don't think. They got a shot. The, the, I think Michigan <laughs> wins, and they win big. I, I, I hate to say it because, uh, listen, I'll, I'll pull for Sonny tonight, but if you're asking me who's going to win, Michigan's offensive-defensive line, man, uh, TCU can't the, match the, that. The, did you hear the story uh, of Sonny Dykes? Well, I, I, this is the kind of people I like because, uh, you know, they're going to have a good time and all that. He, he said, well, I was kind of looking back uh, – you know, my dad was in the, you know, Spike Dykes. Yep. You remember that? Long and, uh, time coaching, and then he went to Texas Tech. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's at Texas Tech, and uh, I think Texas Tech was playing uh, Texas A&M, and R.C. Slocum he invited him to his hotel room, you know, before the game. Yeah, come have a cocktail with him. We're going to have a little bourbon and stuff. And so it was more than one. So, wait, <laughs> so, so uh, when you look at it now, uh, Coach Dykes, he decides, you know, uh, getting ready for the big game, he's going to call Jim Harbaugh and said, in honor of my dad, you know, Spike and all, and R.C. Uh, Slocum, can we get together in the room, you know, and just uh, have a little conversation, maybe have a drink or two. And uh, Jim Harbaugh said, well, bottom, it's past my bedtime. I won't be able to make it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't think I'll be able to go and, and have that drink with you. No, uh, man, you know, Sonny. Did a great job at Louisiana Tech. And then um, I don't know wh- what he thought leaving to go to Cal, Cal Berkeley. Well, then, Mike, didn't he go to Cal? Then he was right. Uh, just It's like joining from, going from New Orleans to Mandeville. He's at SMU. And, and, and from he SMU, he goes to, to, to his first year at so like, TCU. So it's Dallas to Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, so he stayed in the same neighborhood and look, ended up being uh, coach of the year this year. So Yeah, uh, Sonny did a great job there, and he's got a terrific quarterback at the college ranks um uh just but he's recruited well 
and they fit his personality. Because Sonny, he's sort of like a live wire, no insulation. Right, right. Uh, he, he's that type of coach. He's always, I hate to use the word bitch, but he's always bitching at officials. Well, you see him on the sidelines, he's always screaming at somebody official-wise. Well, his background, you know, I think his offenses will always be productive. Uh, now, now how good his defenses yeah, will be. Yeah, he the right coaches because that's his um, – his wheelhouse is offense, but uh, that's a guy you'd want to go to dinner with. Yeah, he, he, he's a good dude in life, and uh, he got stories. And stories that now some of them, I think, he incorporate his life and his dad's life. <laughs> you know, Because right. the dad, he really got some stories. We'll be back with more of our special edition of Sports Talk, live from Rouse's Markets, 701 Barone, right here in the CBD. It's brought to you by Evermore Waters right after this break here on the Big 8-7. Welcome back to a special edition of WWL Sports. Talk live at Rouse's Market, 701 Barone in the CBD. Uh, this program is brought to you by Evermore and a uh, little bit about Evermore. Alkaline water has a higher pH level than that of plain tap water. So proponents say it can neutralize acid in your bloodstream. And some doctors and scientists say that alkaline water can help prevent disease such as cancer and heart disease. Uh, so uh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, it, and, it, and it's great for cancer patients. Uh, and you know. they'll tell them about the pH in the water that they want a higher pH level than in normal water. So, uh, hey, come shop there. Also, you can shop for all your New Year's Eve party stuff right here at Rouse's. And New Year's Day celebration for 2023 bowl game parties, you name it, Saints parties tomorrow. So you can find it right here at Rouse's. We'll take a quick break and come right back with sports director at WWL Channel 4 in New Orleans, Doug Mouton, right back on a special edition of WWL Sports Talk Live at Rouse's Markets, the one Barone in the CBD. Welcome back to a special edition of WWL Sports Talk Live here at Rouse's Markets, 701 Barone Street in the CBD. is brought to you by Evermore. And uh, we talked a little bit about the pH level and everything good about drinking the, the water from Evermore. And it's right there in Covington that they uh, produce that water. So you can shop Rouse's Markets, the official supermarket of the saints for all your new year and bowl game parties and saints parties on our oakwood heart jewelers talking text line the sports director from channel four in new orleans doug mouton doug how you doing tonight father i am good how you doing today i'm doing great uh Doug, I know a little bit about the water situation, right? So that's why I can talk a little bit about uh, Evermore. I got, I got a little bit of experience. I got a little experience in that in that field. But uh, so, Mike, what would you be a hydraulic engineer? What do yeah, they call that? Yeah, yeah, that's is that what they call it? That's yeah, pretty much yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, Doug, we'll, we'll, we'll move off of that subject real quick. Yeah, yeah they're trying to get uh, Mike to go to Jackson, but they didn't pay him enough. No, that part is accurate. But, uh, no, 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 my days uh, all gone on that particular deal. Uh, Doug, the uh, Saints, disappointing season. Uh, last week sort of kept the heartbeat alive. And, listen, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, in that weather, playing against the Browns. They played hard. Man, they played tough. They played hard. Mentally tough, had things go wrong early. You're down 10 to nothing, but you fought back and were able to win that game. And I wrote it right after the game. Man, 
take off out of that stadium as fast as you can uh, because yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you saw Watson. Then he hits the Joku right in a bad place, right in the hands. And that, he'd have walked in, and that would have been a, a tying score and, and brought that game into overtime. But I give him a lot of credit. The team hung together, um, stayed put. But man, look who's next. Uh, you know, it's like Goldberg, you know, who's next? And is the Eagles the uh, <laughs> toughest catch right now in the NFC. Yeah, look, and I know people don't want to hear this, but, you know, the Saints have won three of their last five, and the two losses were, you know, Tampa Bay, which is obviously a game they should have won, and then San Francisco, where they actually played well, even though they didn't score any points. They actually played well. Um we are in the middle of the best stretch of the season, unfortunately. It, it, it's come yeah. too late to really make much of a difference. But, look, the team is playing hard. To me, like the one thing that stood out, you mentioned the end of that game, like Malcolm Roach picks up Dennis Allen and holds him over his head as yeah, the yeah. final gun goes off and they win. Like, that's that's unusual for a, for a six and nine team. It just is. And... Look, I, I mean, I, I certainly know the pulse of my friends, a lot of whom are season ticket holders. And, you know, look, all of us grew up in New Orleans and yeah. we've been around this team all our lives. And, look, most of my friends are ready for a change. But, man, I, at this point, it sure doesn't look like one's coming. Now, uh, you know, Doug, uh, uh, people think I'm, I'm in charge of the Andy Dalton fan club. Uh, but I look. Uh, he's a charter member. Where Andy Dalton and where he's ranked and what he's actually accomplished. If you look at this team where we're supposed to be in finally we're doing that defensively. You look how scoring defense the last six games. But uh, I don't think it's that far-fetched if we just catch the ball in a number of key situations that instead of six and nine, we could be nine and six. That, that, that's yeah, not look, that that's unrealistic if you uh, look at it. That's true. Right. Look, I, I mean, look, and honestly, you go back to that San Francisco game and Alvin Kamara into the end zone. Juwan Johnson's the first guy with a shot at it, hands out and somehow whips on it. And then both fumbles the Saints lost in that game. Cesar Ruiz had a clear shot to fall on it. And look, there's something weird about a football. He fell on the ball first, both fumbles, and somehow it squirted it away from him both times. Like, the Saints couldn't catch a break for a long time. Now, look, the argument of whether they should stick with Dennis Allen and whether they will stick with Dennis Allen is two very different arguments. You know, one is your own opinion. One is Mickey Loomis's opinion. So, right. like, how we want to argue it is different. But, look, this team has been very close to being much better. Now, that's on the head coach, too, obviously. But, yeah, man, this team, yeah. I'm not sure I've ever seen a team not catch a break. And, Mike, you brought it up in Cleveland. First time all year they've actually got a break. Is it Amari Cooper dropped one in the end zone, too. So, th- it was the yeah, first time all year it where it felt like the Saints got a break. Hit him in a bad spot. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, then, right. Uh, then Keith like Kirkwood. Yeah, Keith Kirkwood needs to be inactive after those two drops he had. Oh, hit him in the head. Doug, I wouldn't have a lot of patience with that. Uh, uh, and you not make a play <laughs> on it. No. I mean, the ball uh, hit him nah, in the I head. I know you're dealing with, you need it, dealing with inclement weather where we got to make those plays. Uh, Doug, I'm looking at the it. only uh, category that we can hang uh, with the Eagles. And a lot of people probably wouldn't guess this, and it's pass defense. Yeah. Okay, uh, the yeah. Saints are number two in the NFL in pass defense, giving up 190 yards a, a game. And the number one team giving up only 181 is guess who? 
the Eagles. So uh-huh. you look at like I'm looking at like scoring average. They basically average a number one. They're 30 uh, points a game. Number one opponent scoring. They top 10, giving up like 20 points. Total offense three, four, nine. Total defense number two. In every category, it would have to be a monumental upset. I think the best upset in the NFL right now, considering the Eagles are still playing for the number one seed, and they have they have to win. That if we beat the Eagles in Philly, I, I, I think basically a touchdown underdog, then how could you not be impressed with that right now, considering how the Saints' uh, back is to the wall. But the Eagles also, and uh, Doug. They're playing I, for something, and, I, and it's big. And, and I told Mike this. I remember this. This was um, 1995. Uh, Steve Young and the 49ers were playing for the number one seed, and I was playing in Atlanta, and we beat them. We beat them, and then we were a wild card team going up to Green Bay. But we beat a number one seed, and and they were. This is the last game of the season. They were playing for everything, and they came out on top. So I look at it. Hey, we have a chance. Uh, being a touchdown underdog is a lot of points. But uh, well, what do you think our chances are? Do you think it's a, a blowout type game, or do you think we're gonna hang in there? Well, I look. Look, if Jalen Hurts was playing. There's, nobody's giving the Saints more trouble. Story, the way right. they're playing defense, the way they're running the ball, Jalen Hurts is playing. I don't know how the Saints have a chance against that team, and that, that's just being honest. But it's not Jalen Hurts. If it's Gardner Minshew, it, look, and, and I know Dennis Allen said, you know, most of what they ran last week with Minshew was the same stuff they ran with Jalen Hurts. And, of course, it, Minshew hands the ball off to Miles Sanders exactly the way Jalen Hurts does. There's no change in that. But there is a change in how you defend defend that because if it's a legitimate if it's a legitimate option run the way you play right. Minshew and the way you play Jalen Hurts are grossly different now you sell out on the running back and you pray that Gardner Minshew runs the ball and it's a whole different game and I'll say this look Gardner Minshew threw for a bunch of yards against Dallas last week but he also personally had three turnovers two interceptions and a fumble that the Eagles turned it over four times with him at quarterback, if if something like that happens, absolutely the Saints have a chance. Yes. The Saints can play pass defense, especially when you take away – look, the, the way Jalen Hurts has killed the Saints in the last two years is by getting to the edge. He has gotten outside right. of the Saints' defensive ends like no quarterback in the NFL. Like, I mean, he's done it ten times more than any other quarterback. He, he killed the Saints running the ball worse than Lamar Jackson did. And he did it two years yes. in a row. So it's That's not like true. a freak. He did it twice, and he did it by getting outside consistently. As big as he is, he's crazy quick, and he's got a great first step, and it works. Look, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. Like I, th- I think he's still one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Oh, without but a doubt, uh, when, uh, MVP-type season. I mean, no question. I mean, but you're hurt. not seeing him Sunday. Yeah, I absolutely get right. this. Look, the Eagles are a better team. They're they. they played like it all year. They've won by other things but Jalen Hurts. Defense has been great. Secondary's been as good as there is in football. Um, and, and they've won that way. So I'm not saying, you know, the Saints have a great chance, but the Saints have a shot. They need some turnovers, but with Gordon yes. Minshew playing, the Saints should have a shot. Well, uh, Doug, I don't know if you remembered, and uh, I brought this up um, when Coach Allen got hard. He looked at him like, hey, Bear, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> And I said, well, Doug, if you'd have been there, uh, if you'd have had a double barrel uh, rifle, uh, it have went off. And the thing is, <laughs> what, what, what I was bringing up, it was like, okay, we're going to play the Eagles again. 
uh, that we're not going to give up 250 yards rushing again. <laughs> and, and he said, Bobby, because that's what happened. When you look at the, uh, the two previous battles, the Eagles ran for 242 yards last season and 246 the year before. So that's basically like like 250. But like you said, uh, who's that quarterback and, and, and the run threat there? And no Lane Johnson at right tackle. Who's the best of the right. best? No, he's the best right tackle in the game. Lane, Lane Johnson. That's not uh, a debate. You, you know who's happy Lane Johnson's not playing and he has to have a big game? Cam Jordan. We need <laughs> yeah. Cam Jordan to kick ass. Whoever took Lane Johnson's place is not Lane Johnson. No, he ain't. So we need Cam Jordan to have an outstanding game. Yeah. Yeah, look, uh, first of all, I think Cam Cam Jordan has had a terrific year. I know he didn't get invited to the Pro Bowl, but he is not part of the problem with this team this year. There there were games when I thought Cam Jordan was the only guy playing hard on defense. Uh, Well, that's an exaggeration because I thought DeMario Davis and Pete Werner played well all year too. But but to me, that's that's the defensive guys that have shown up all year. Um, But yeah, look, Cam Jordan's got to play better. The defensive line has underperformed all year beyond Cam Jordan. And obviously for them to have any shot, they have to be they have to be better than good because Philadelphia is still going to run it at them 25 times minimum. I mean, they're, they're the best rushing team in football, but they've been the best rushing team because of what Jalen Hurts can do by pulling the ball away from Sanders and keeping it. If you don't have to play Hurts, it's a whole different game. And, and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how that part plays out. Now, uh, you know, Doug, uh, you know, it's all hindsight. And uh, Doug Allen, uh, D- Doug Allen, uh, Dennis Allen and uh, Mickey and all, they would say, well, we moved on. But when they traded uh, C.D. Deuce, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on August the 30th, I was like, oh, th- that was the guy who was taking away the football in training camp. I mean, The uh, only guy. Yes. He had like five or six picks. Well, that carried over into the season where then he got hurt. Uh, I think a very similar injury uh, to what Lattimore had. Abdominal injury, uh, but With look. The lacerated kidney. Yeah, yeah look, yeah, a sack, uh, eight pass breakups, 60 total tackles, and he's made a career high, a league high, uh, six interceptions with Philly. And you look at the whole, as a whole, the Saints have just four picks. Even though we played outstanding uh, pass defense, we still haven't intercepted it enough. I mean, that, that, that's the key when you look at it when all said and done, why we still like minus 12. Uh, one before yeah. last, and, and the Eagles are they're, what, at what time? Plus, almost like plus 15, plus 12. They're plus 9. So that's the only thing I can say with the secondary. Even the outstanding pass defended, but we have not intercepted the ball enough. No, yeah, and, and look, the, the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson for, was not a football decision in the in the trade. That was a personality decision. They felt he had become too much of a distraction at you know he had asked for the contract he had asked for a new contract and then he's at practice and he's yelling at coaches clearly they thought <laughs> they couldn't deal with like he was going to be more of a negative from a from an attitude standpoint but look you can definitely from a football standpoint they are absolutely not as good without him as they were with him. And I think early on in the year, you absolutely felt that. And, yeah, he, look, he's the guy with the swagger. He's the guy that brings the attitude to the defense. Now, fortunately, he brought too much attitude to the coaching staff for the coaching staff to want to deal with it. And that's what it came down to. But, but it was definitely 
a subtraction that hurt. And I absolutely think the Big lack hurt. of takeaways could have at least been partially cured if he was still on the team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think in retrospect, that was not a good trade. You, you, you deal with the attitude as best you can. You know, tr- try whatever you can to get him in line. But I definitely think there's more takeaways if he's playing defense than there are with him not playing defense. And the evidence is what happened in Philadelphia. He is a, he's a, he is a big part of what they've done in Philadelphia. Well, uh, you know, Doug, you can't have choir boys. Uh, you'd want everybody to be like Sam Mills. Uh, but I'm that like, uh, hey, hey right. no, just, you know, just don't get arrested. And then you got to play hard. You got to obviously you want to be uh, like a Sam Mills on and off the field. But uh, you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. You're not always going to have that. You got to be able to manage that. Now, uh, Doug, before uh, Mike asks you a question about LSU and, and like Purdue, and then you look in the Cotton Bowl, USC versus Tulane, they're playing at the same time. Boy, it's like you'd be going back and forth. So I'm looking at uh, noon on Monday. Uh, I'm going to ask you a two-lane question. I mean, uh, do you think this is a shootout? I'm looking at uh, beginning, and it seemed like for Tulane, they had a 564-yard outburst in that 45-31 win at South Florida. Uh, that was the middle of October. Uh, look, they scored 272 points in their final seven games for an average of 39 points a game. Then you look at USC, though, they're even more of a juggernaut. Second among FBS teams in scoring. Uh, they were slightly better in that same span, uh, scoring 293 points, but averaging 42 points a game. So here you have Tulane, and you look at the, in that span, the same time span, the last seven games, Tulane's averaging 39 points a game, USC 42. I mean, I, I'm just intrigued with that game because it's a pick them basically a point and a half. Uh, boy, I, I, I think that you probably have more people watching Tulane football than they've ever watched. Yeah, Doug, the oh, other thing no I'll, piggyback, I, I'll piggyback on that. Man, because all eyes are on Caleb Williams. Yes. you can just slow him down. You're not going to stop him. Is he hurting, Mike, or is he 100%? Uh, he ain't, no, he ain't 100%, but his 80 is as good as most people's 100%. I think the spotlight guy for Tulane – Everybody throws it on Tajay Spears, and he's a great player, and he's going to get a ton is of touches. Pratt? I think it's Michael Pratt. I think this is his game to sort of show the college football world, hey, we were a really good running team, but I can fling it too. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Mike, because I almost called you the other day to talk about Michael Pratt because I'm starting to see him pop up on now. He says he's coming back to Tulane next year, so he's got a whole other year of college football. But I am starting to see him pop up on the draft list, like top ten quarterbacks in a draft next year. Like, he's got the physical attributes. It sure seems like, and Mike, you can answer this better than me, like it sure seems like he makes every throw. He makes good decisions. He's more athletic than you might give him credit for. He's made a ton of plays with his feet. Look, and let me just say this, too. Like, I love everything. Thing Willie Fritz has done with this team. Like, here, here's one of the things Willie Fritz did, I think, as well as any coach in college football, was work the transfer portal. Willie yes. Fritz knew, yes. or he figured out what he needed, and he didn't, he didn't mess with his 
core, let's say, but he sort of worked the fringes of his team, and he filled in the weak spots and, and the, the edges. I, look, Lawrence Keyes, who's a kid from McDonough 35, who I love the McDonough 35, went to Notre Dame, comes back here, has been a great playmaker for Tulane. Like, he, ta- he to me, is sort of the perfect use of the transfer portal. You're not blowing up the core of your team, but you're playing with the edges and making yourself more talented. And it's one of the many things that Willie Fritz quietly did better than a lot of other coaches. And the one thing about Tulane, like, don't be fooled. Tulane, you haven't been able to say this at Tulane a lot. Tulane is as talented as anyone they played this year. When they went to Kansas State, it was not a fluke that they beat Kansas State in Manhattan. Now, I know Kansas State's having a rough day in the Sugar Bowl, but the fact is Kansas State won the Big 12. And Tulane played with them, and it was not a fluke. Now, look, how they play with the West right. Coast team, I, th- I think that makes this game really fun to watch. And how they play with – look, I, I have a vote in the Heisman Trophy. I voted for Caleb Williams. I thought he was the best player in the country. I can't wait to see Tulane matching up with him because Tulane's played great defense all year. And, and how it's going to play out, I don't know. But I know I have not seen Tulane overmatched by anyone this year, and that includes the Big 12 champions. So, I, like, I can't wait for that game. Like, I, like, I'm excited to watch. <laughs> and I can't say I'm excited to watch many bowl games beyond the two semifinals, but I'm excited to watch that one Monday. Well, you know what? Um, and I'm going to let Mike finish with this. Uh, but, and, 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 Doug, I'm more excited. And look, my, my dad's probably turning over in his grave right now. I'm more excited. Your dad would not be happy uh, to hear I, I, this. I'm more excited I'm to watch you. Tulane and USC than LSU and Purdue, <laughs> yeah. considering who's playing, who's not playing. Right. LSU right. didn't have point uh, favorite, but but Mike, go ahead. Yeah, Doug. What I was going to tell you is same time, same part of their career. It's almost identical, grade wise. Michael Pratt, Joe Burrow. Well, oh, entering well, wow, the senior yeah. season, oh, entering that final year. Just because nobody in the last twenty years, right? Because you you're talking about Joe Burrow. Nobody knew this. You know, at the end of his junior year, what would happen? But Joe got physically stronger, working with Ensminger on his touch and some of his throws, and he became unbelievable. But at the same time in their careers, the if I would give a number grade, it would almost be identical between Pratt and uh, Joe Burrow. Well, and uh, Doug, I- I'm going to leave you with this. This is why we got to be on that Michael Pratt bandwagon in his final six games. He's thrown 16, 16 touchdown passes, only two interceptions, yeah. and USC has given up more than 400 yards <laughs> six times in the last seven games. Lucky they're getting turned oh, I mean, USC yeah, yeah. 12 football. I mean, you talk about like, like, yeah, I mean, if you score with a minute left, you left them, you know, 58 <laughs> seconds too much. Like, it's crazy watching – I mean, look, the, the UCLA bowl game yesterday is a one bowl game I watched oh, yesterday. God. The UCLA bowl, like, yeah, they score. They score with 30 seconds left. You think to win, but 30 seconds is way too much time for a Pac-12 team to leave on the clock, so they wind up losing. Um, yeah, Doug, it, it's two it's, words, it, their defense in Pac-12. Lousy. <laughs> so, hey, hey, so, Doug, uh, I know we got to go, but before we let, before we let you run, um, are you kind of disappointed, though? I don't know. We can't control this. You look at the transfer portal uh, and where we're at right now. Are they playing or not playing? I'm getting ready for the pros. Just look at the Purdue-LSU game. Guys <laughs> they were counting on this year who's not playing. T- 
to me, that's disappointing. But yeah, that's the look, world we yeah, live in. Yeah. The it is the in. world we live in. But look, look, Bryce Young is playing right now for Alabama. And yes. lights yeah. out. Certainly a top three pick in the draft, right, Mike? Like He'll be a playing. top one pick. He might be number <laughs> He'll one. He'll be number right, one. Right, right. So, look, he's playing. So, more power to him. And, and I, look, I got to meet him because I, I, I emceed the Manning Award last year. So, I got to give him his Manning Award. And, and, he, and he seemed like a great young man. Like, I, I came away so impressed with him personally. I met his parents. They were awesome. Like, that's a kid who does it right. And I'm not saying the kids who opt out are doing anything wrong. I understand you got to make those decisions, but I hate it. But I do think we're in this weird limbo right now. And when the 12-team playoff starts uh, after in two years, then we're going to see what the opt-outs look, out, look like and not. And, and right now we're sort of in a weird limbo where no bowl matters except for the two semifinals. And, and it, does, it. it does stink. And LSU, I'm going to watch LSU-Purdue, but, I'm, you know, I mean, there's so many guys missing. I'm going to be thumbing through a roster to see who's who. Douglas, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it, buddy. Happy New Year's to you, buddy. All right, yeah, Doug. My pleasure. Happy New Year. Thank you, brother. We'll be back with more sports talk here from Rouse's Market, 701 Barone in the CBD. That's it for our number one here on our special edition of WWL Sports Talk Live at Rouse's Market, 701 Barone in the CBD. We'll be back with more sports talk right here on the Big 870 WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.